When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible. Signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. I had somebody tell me my nose is crooked. Now I look at this freaking camera and my nose really is crooked. And it's only been broke once, but holy crap. Well, it got broke good then, I guess. Yeah, I'm halfway tempted just to headbutt a wall or something and. Yeah, wait, straighten that bad boy up a little bit. Wait till after the show to do that, and then you could do whatever you want. I don't care. Just wait till after the show. Well, depending on how the first race of the season goes. And we'll get more into that later. <laughs> okay. This is a production of ITM Media. Good day to all the race fans out there joining us for this episode of Ramblin' About Racing. Matt Beamer, Charlie Kirk is here as always bringing you the wrap-up of Fontana, or as they say it out there, Fontucky. Charlie, I, I learned that when I, we went out there for the Rose Bowl parade a couple of years ago. They call it Fontucky. And, and, why, uh, why, is it, why is it called Fontucky? Because that's where all the California rednecks go to watch NASCAR. Oh, well, I guess it makes sense. It makes perfect sense. But what a great racing weekend of racing that we ha- had this past weekend in NASCAR and IndyCar. We're going to give you all the stats on those and 
give us our opinion on that and preview the upcoming races here at Las Vegas. But first and foremost, Charlie, big news here. We're back on YouTube. You can find this episode now on YouTube along with the audio version of the episode. And we're back, at least we're back on YouTube now. Change things up a little bit, you know, going to be interesting. Get to put some faces with the voices for a change. Yeah, and we were on YouTube a little while ago. We're using a new streaming platform called StreamYard where we could just kind of plug and play and send it out there. Live episodes are probably to come. I feel like you, me, and Char- you, me, and Preston need to work on that a little bit, fine-tune it before we send it out live yeah. to the world. Because well, we- Pre- Preston and I tried it a few times. It was a lot of fun. It's just a lot of work that goes into it. Of course, we used uh, OBS by StreamYard here. We'll try this a couple times, make sure we got the kinks worked out before we actually launched a live product there. Yeah, and you look good behind the uh, screen there. You set up. Usually, you're on the couch just like, yeah, chilling oh, out, yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah, just nonchalant. Just nonchalant. And I'm, I'm glad I said, yo, man, we need, <laughs> we, need, we need to fix that. I mean, Austin Terrio even said, man, I'm looking at those chicken fingers. He's like, oh, I'm, I, I just know. ate. I know. <laughs> Great but stuff, yeah, man. Was, that was a long day there. I was literally like, work and grab something neat on the way home, do the interview. Yeah, it sounds like it, man. But, hey, if you're with us here and you're not driving your automobile, why don't you go grab yourself a nice ice-cold beer, sit down, sit back, and relax, and just listen to us ramble about racing for the next hour or so, or if you're watching there on YouTube at home. Not at work. I want to suggest drinking at work unless your job allows you to drink at work, which those are far and few between. I'm about to have to start. Yeah, well, it's okay. You can start if you want. It's it's fine. But but before we get started, how's everything going there in Alabama for you, man? Going good. Going good. About a week and a half or so before the first race of the season. Just trying to get everything finished up, you know, uh, some finishing touches and get some body work finalized and get everything, you know, some fine tuning done, so to speak, before the first race of the season. Nice. And nice. See if we can't start everything off with a bang. So, Emma's ball season started tonight as well with our first practice so that was that was fun uh, it's always fun getting them kids out there and getting them getting them riled up and they'll say we we did a lot of running tonight emma grace even had to do some push-ups for making some bad throws i so, I, I do recall that for the first few practices of little league it, it was a lot of running and a whole lot of not baseball but fundamentals yeah, when you build on it, those you should have saw the look on their faces when I said, make a bad throw, do push-ups. And they all kind of looked at me, and I was like, I, I don't make the rules, guys. I, I just follow them. So right. I, did, I did make that rule. But, you know, my daughter was the first one to have to do push-ups. So. Wow, you're like that guy who brings the prisoners into the POW camp, picks one and goes, that's the one, and just, and just blast them, yep. man. Well, Absolutely. Well, leading with an iron fist there. But, hey – couple big pieces of news here. We finally got, as you can see behind us, if you've recognized the old YouTube channel and YouTube set up before, we are in the IT and Media studio here at the new house. If you can, if you look here, this is great. It, oh, man, it looks done. Everything's right where it should be. If you look behind the camera, though, not quite. It looks like a tornado hit that side of the garage, but... It's all coming together. We're finally into the garage here. Definitely doing some eye racing out here. And it's finally come together, Charlie. I couldn't be happier. And another big piece of news, and it's not official yet, but it was just more of a happenstance here. Yesterday, I got a message on the Erska League. You remember Erska? We tried to qualify for Daytona. Yeah, you tried to qualify. Yeah, well, okay, I tried to qualify for Daytona and couldn't do it. I got a message on Discord, and they said that they were looking for someone to host a broadcast, to be a part of the broadcast team. So I said, why not? I'll do it. And yesterday I 
covered the Erska race from Atlanta. Charlie, that was so much fun. I mean, I, I why, why didn't you why didn't you let me know about that? I might have tried to qualify for the race. Well, here, here's what happened. When, well, no, because you'd have had to log in with your credentials, though. I mean, you could have logged in through my credentials. It wouldn't have mattered, I feel. But it was fun because I, I got to experience that and experiencing kind of the behind the scenes and watching the race. And I tried to make it entertaining. I, I forget the name of the race offhand. Let me see if I could look it up here while I'm telling the story. But, yeah, I got the message from Discord saying if anybody could look for it or be a part of the broadcast team, that would be great. We would love to have you here. It was the days gone by 200 there at Atlanta, 133 laps. It's on Belly Up's YouTube channel. Go check Man. it out. And we, I sent the link on our Twitter feed. 133 laps. Yeah, it was a long. It was a two-hour race. It was a two-hour stream, and it was a long race. But it was it was so much fun to be a part of that. And I can't thank the guys from Three Y TV and Belly Up's Ursco League to be a part of that. That was so much fun. Make sure to go check that out. Give it a like. And if you want to help me maybe be on more broadcasts, say, wow, that Matt Beamer is a good broadcaster there in the comment section. So maybe I'll one day be in the Fox Sports booth with the likes of Clint Boyer and Mike Joy because Mike Joy can't be there forever, I feel. They're going to be looking for a replacement. He's getting on up there. I mean, I like him, but his his days has got to be numbered in the, in the booth. Yeah, that was the, kind of the big story here. And uh, other than that, everything's going fine here. Daughter had her two-week checkup, and everything is going splendidly. She's just an ounce under eight pounds now after two weeks. She was born six pounds, four ounces, so she's gained quite a bit of weight. So she's doing well. Mom's doing well. Everything's going well here, and I hope everything's going well for everyone out there, whether you're listening to us on your regular podcast platform, Burns Radio, YouTube, wherever you are, we hope you're doing well. Hope you enjoyed last weekend's races. And, Charlie, let's get into it. If We start off first with our question of the week, which was, in your opinion, which is the best motorsports event of all time? Now, I take it from that question, you weren't specifically saying maybe like 1968 Indianapolis 500. You were saying like what race itself is the best of all time. Yeah, I was. You know, whether you say Indianapolis 500, Daytona 500, Monaco, you know, what what in your opinion, Matt, would would be the the best of all the, time. The 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 more I you know, maybe even the more iconic maybe the, race. Maybe the more prestigious race and that's such yeah. a tough one because all you just mentioned all three major racing series that we cover here on the show, Indy, NASCAR, and Formula One. Mm-hmm. And each one of them had. and if you talk to someone in Europe, they're going to say anything mono, anything right. Formula One, I feel. If you talk to people up north and towards the Midwest, they're probably going to say more open-wheel Indianapolis-style racing. And if you talk to people down here, of course, they're going to figure stock car racing. And that is such a tough question to pinpoint. It would have been easier to say out of the three major racing series we cover, which is the best sporting event out there. But, Charlie, I mean, if I had to pick one, and and it sounds like I do, it would probably be the Indianapolis 500. Why why do you say that one? I I feel that's the more prestigious race than the Daytona 500. It's been going on longer than the Daytona 500. It has a number – it has just a rich history there. First of all, the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, regardless if it's on the road course – that Formula One designed or for IndyCar and now NASCAR or the Oval, which IndyCar races on. If you win at Indy, you win on the most hollowed ground, I feel, of racing in the United States. Daytona's great. Charlotte's great. Bristol's great. Darlington's great. 
even Monaco Spa, Silverstone over there across the pond is great. But Indianapolis, I think everybody wants to win in Indianapolis. And regardless if you're a Formula One fan, Indy or NASCAR, especially Indy, you know what the history is of Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You know that that track is the most prestigious track in, I dare say, the world. Everybody knows Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And for a while there, we did have all three major series racing there. I, I think that's it. I think really just Indianapolis in general. But, yeah, the Indianapolis 500. If I had to win one race, it would be the Indianapolis 500. I'd, I'd probably have to agree with you on that one just for the sheer fact of, like you said, just the, the track in general. Um, I, I think the track itself brings enough glamour. Uh, it's very prestigious. Enough, enough class, you mm-hmm. know, it's still, itself to it that it makes it worthwhile of any event that comes to it. And, and it's pride and joy that comes annually there is the Indy 500. Yep. Yes, you have the Brickyard or whatever, but that is the the crown jewel that comes to Indy every year is the 500. Across the board, sure, you, you got the Indy 500. Yeah, and, um, you, and you have the – right after the Indianapolis 500, the Coca-Cola 600 there at Charlotte Motor Speedway, which is a, a very prestigious crown jewel in the right. world of NASCAR – it doesn't hold the same weight as what the 500 does. No, it, it's a very prestigious race, and if any driver wins the Coca-Cola 600, they knocked off a big check mark there in the bucket list as far as their resume goes. Let's take a driver like Jimmy Johnson who transferred over to NASCAR. You know this year he has Indianapolis circled on his calendar. He wants to win the Indianapolis 500. In fact, we've seen a lot of drivers pull double duty. Kurt Busch, Tony Stewart, more notably Robbie Gordon has pulled double duty for that event imagine if they win both races complete 1100 miles of racing to win both events i think that'd be one for the ages i it hasn't not yet been done yet but maybe one day it will be yeah so far it hasn't been done uh it's not to say that it won't ever be done but man i would love to be around for the day that that does happen yeah i would definitely like to cover that show and talk about the Monaco Grand Prix, the Coke 600, and the Indianapolis 500, both both the Indy 500 and the Coke 600, having the same winner. That would be great. Good question, Charlie. Can't wait to see what we come up with towards the end of the show. I think it's my turn to pick a question of the week, so i got to make one up here shortly on my heels here, and I, I hopefully will match that question. That was a great question, Charlie. Thank you for that. Okay, now we're getting into NASCAR here. Charlie, before we continue on with today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our online stores at Teespring and Bonfire. There you can find the latest and greatest rambling about racing gear, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, pint glasses, you name it, we got it. And if we don't have it, you just tell us what you want made up, and we'll make it up. And Charlie, we got a very special discount code this month. And what is that discount code? Yeah, guys, uh, go on there, enter discount code TUF, T-U-F-T. F, tough. And what's significant about tough? That's my baby boy's name. All right. That's my dog's name. That's his dog's name. And and tell you what, Charlie, for that, we're going to give them 20% off of all their orders from now till the end of March using discount code tough, T-U-F-F, at Teespring and Bonfire. Links will be in the podcast description below as well as a YouTube video below. Go check it out. And remember, discount code tough from now to the end of March for 20% out off your orders. All 
right, so the Xfinity race from Fontana wrapped up here. Cole Custer being your winner. First of all, Charlie, we've said it on the show many times. I know I have. I know Preston has, and I know yeah. I think you have. Cup Series drivers coming down to the lower series, regardless mm-hmm. if it's trucks or Xfinity, and pretty much dominating, regardless if it is a team. To your point, last season you talked about that might be a sponsorship thing, that might be so many factors involved in that. And Cole Custer's name just happened to come up. But I believe this is the first time in the 2022 season where we saw a Cup Series driver go down to the lower series to compete. Before before we go on there, the Xfinity race was a great race. It was really a good race. I I enjoyed it thoroughly. The problem I have, though, is the fact that Cole Custer came in there and won and pretty much took a win away from a championship contender in Noah Gregson. I mean, yeah, you could make the argument here that Trevor Bain, who finished third in the race... Was a Cup Series driver no longer an active series, an active driver in the Cup Series? I mean, I, I wouldn't even make that argument just for the fact. Uh, let's let's face it, Trevor Bain, other than a Daytona 500 win, was never a contender for a whole lot of other other wins. I mean, right. it, he was never a factor in a whole lot of other races. He wasn't. He was a one and done big one uh, though. Uh, it was a big one. It was a very prestigious big one. But there's a reason why he kind of faded out now. I don't want to get on a Trevor Trevor Bain boat here, but maybe the Xfinity Series is where he needs to be. And yeah. he ran very, very well. Now, granted, yes, he, he uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was in a Kyle Busch car, and Kyle Busch cars usually run very good. He was in a Joe Gibbs car. Jo- well, okay, Joe Gibbs car. And they usually run pretty good in the Xfinity Series. Yep, uh, they do. You know, week in, week out. But back to the whole Cole Custer thing. You know, you brought up the whole sponsorship thing. Sure, you want to see certain sponsors you know, yeah. the, these teams bring on sponsors, and they're like, "Hey, we we got we got to have you know this this spon- this particular sponsor has brought in some money. We we need this car to run up front." And even with this team, I don't even know if it was a particular sponsor, as it was a team thing. Yeah, this this ain't a regular team that you see run up front. So they they brought in Cole Custer to hopefully get a better run, and they they you know they brought out a win. But we're right back to where. We used to hate seeing Kyle Busch come and run because every exactly. time Kyle Busch got in the car, he'd win. Well, Cole Custer got in the car, and he won. Yep. What What are we doing? I, I just feel that it, it once you choose what championship point series you're going to compete for, that's where you're running. If you want to run part-time in all three series, then run part-time in all three series. But if you're going to run for a points championship in one series – that's the series you're limited to. Right. I totally agree. And, and it's kind of a thing with Trevor Bain. He's not running for a point series champ, championship. Yeah, so if he wants to run series. some cup races, run cup races. Right. If he wants Absolutely. to run some truck series races, run truck series races, and then run as many Xfinity series races if he wants to. Who right. cares? Right. 100% agree. And But it didn't really take away – the fact that Cole Custer won didn't really take away from – the, the excitement of the race. It was a great race. Junior Motorsports had a – brilliant day compared to what they had last week at Daytona where it was just chaos. Very good race. Josh Berry finishing fourth. Noah Gregson second. Sam Mayer sixth. And Justin Allgaier eighth. All junior motorsports cars in the top ten. Very impressive to see. And that's exactly where you would expect the team to have that caliber to be running up there in the Xfinity Series with the likes of those three drivers or four drivers and Josh Berry, I have to take a moment here to say Junior Motorsports, wherever they found Josh Berry, 
if the field if the field uh, really yeah he was a banker at one point in time he was a banker and now he's continuing uh, if i'm not mistaken he was a banker man i'd like to get him on the show to talk about it because he came re- really out of nowhere last season he came out of nowhere winning martinsville in the xfinity series Still trying to figure it out. Now is really a championship contender for that team. Is he going to go any higher? I highly doubt it. He's in his early 30s. He's about our age. So is he going to go any higher? I, I think he's content with the Xfinity Series, man, because I, I think he's at the point in his age where family is a big thing to him. And I think he's perfectly happy that, you know, if he if he winds up in an Xfinity Series champion, then I think he's perfectly happy with his career yep. ending as an Xfinity Series champion. And I think you'll see him continue to run late models, um, late model stock and stuff like right. that for a good while for junior motorsports, even after, even if he doesn't continue to run Xfinity Series. It was so. just really impressive to see him up front really contending for a, cha- uh, a win all day right there for the junior motorsports number eight Chevrolet. But one more driver that really impressed me is actually two more drivers in the Xfinity Series. Daniel Hemrick had a splendid run all day in that colleague. Chevrolet, he did a great job. Daniel Hemmicks were probably one of those diamond beneath the rough type of drivers who's very underrated, especially in, since his 2020, sorry, 2019 run in the Cup Series with Richard Childress Racing. He got booted out for Tyler Reddick, which go back and listen to our earlier episodes because you will hear me talk about yeah. a mad crap to Richard Childress saying, just because your grandson's running poorly and this guy's running poorly and Tyler Reddick brings him money, Tell you what, just go listen to those earlier episodes. It's usually, I think it's episodes one through five. Go check those out. Horrible sound quality, but I think you'll enjoy those. You'll see my, you know, you can't judge back then. Yeah, we were, we were new. We were just starting out. But Daniel Hamrick really working out. We were working out of mom's basement. Well, not necessarily out of mom's basement. I was just going cheap. Figure of speech. Calm down. Okay, I understand. But one more driver, he got in an accident early on in the race. Just a racing incident. Ty Gibbs ended up finishing 13th after that spin across the grass on the front stretch, bringing it home 13th. That kid, I mean, granted, okay, let's let's all be fair. Let's call a spade a spade here. He's Ty Gibbs. His grandpa is Joe Gibbs, a multimillionaire, multi-championship team owner, and well-established in the sport of NASCAR, whether it's Xfinity or Cup Series. He's got to ride all the way to the Cup Series, I dare say, when a driver... Let's just pull a name out of the hat. Denny Hamlin retires here probably within the next few years. Just saying, he could be piling that 11 FedEx Toyota here before we know it. But though be it from that, you got to have talent regardless if, regardless if your grandpa or not owns a team. Case in point. Are we sure? Because the, the uh, Dillon brothers are well, Yeah, case in point. Look at, NASCAR. look at Austin Dillon and what – and I'm not going to give it to Ty Dillon. Ty Dillon, I think, has real talent. But Austin Dillon has just been handed everything, handed the three car, handed a ride of Richard Childress racing all the way through his career, and he hasn't really produced. But I think Ty Gibbs is totally different from that. Why? I don't know. That's just the way I see it. But what are your takes on that, Charlie, uh, with Ty Gibbs there? you have any opinions on him? Because he no, is a good driver. It's not even uh, it's not even Ty that I wanted to talk about. It, it's... Uh, Anthony Alfredo in the Xfinity race oh, okay. that I wanted to talk yeah, about. Yeah, let's talk about Anthony Alfredo. Uh, man, laps down, come back, uh, awesome pit strategy, and here he is, finds himself on the lead lap, still has an extra set of tires where nobody else does, and the caution comes out and he's able to put them on. 
A lot and of cautions they, came out that race. At the end of the race, a lot of cautions come out. Here he is. He he starts like twenty restarts like twenty fifth. One of the restarts, he jumps up to twelfth or something like that, right. and or fourteenth somewhere around there, and he winds up competing for a win. Now, yeah, he, he, he of course, did. he doesn't win it. Cole Custer does, but you know, kudos to that team for for never giving up. All day, I was pulling for him. I was. I'd rather see him win it than anybody else uh, yeah. last Saturday. A little part of me wanted to see Trevor Bain win it, and then I wanted to see Daniel Hemrick win it. But the fact that it was Gold Custer kind of took it away from me. It kind of took what could have been a really good Xfinity Series race, which I feel why the grandstands are not filled to the capacity they, the capacity they were back in the early 2000s for an Xfinity Series race. And is because of that. Why? Why we're on this grandstand thing? Oh my goodness! Like let's let's talk about the grandstands. Okay, we can talk about the grandstands real quick. I am so tired of hearing packed grandstands, and then they show a camera shot of the grandstands and they're empty. I think that was in the uh, the, the cup race, wasn't it? it I don't know. Either one. Like it. It doesn't matter. Well, they're going to sell a get, product. Get, get over yourselves. They're not packed. Stop saying they're packed. Well, they were packed for the Cup race in comparison. No, they were not. Well, com- they weren't you sold must out. Not have seen the same camera shot. Yeah, no, I saw the camera shot where it's like packed grandstands, and there's this whole like twenty-five by twenty-five foot section. That must of, have been the non-smoking empty. area, and that must have been. But it's California at the same time. It was just good to see packed grandstands at California for that for an event like that. Undoubtedly, the definition of pact has changed is or is not politically correct in California. Well, it was fuller than it was than it would have been a year ago. It was the fact is NASCAR was back in California, and it it, it it was a really good show. And both series put on good shows for the fans. But one one more disclaimer before we go any further here. Last week's episode, we mentioned, and I know this for a fact, we mentioned that fact that the track was reconfigured. To me, it was re- I thought it was going to be reconfigured by this point. I, you know, and I thought it was too. I didn't know we were just going to go back to the same um, Fontana. Now, granted, yes, it was a great race, a lot of good racing through right. Xfinity and Cup Series races, but I thought we were going to see a completely different track. I thought, I thought we they were, were too. kind of tearing it down, rebuilding it. Yeah, and why not do it during the pandemic here in 2021 where nothing was going on, so we might as well reconfigure it there. So we apologize for that egg in our face here at the show. I mean, to me, they I thought they were going to... Anyway, the cup race. <laughs> the cup race, Charlie. Very good race. And really the first test of this Gen 7 car uh, from what we could see right now. It was a very... Let's just say edge of your edge of your seat. Practice didn't go well for a lot of drivers, at all. Practice didn't go well at all for a lot of drivers. Qualifying didn't go well. Qualifying didn't go well for a lot of drivers. But then we saw the race, and we we didn't see tire issues as far as wheels coming off the hub. But we what we did see a lot of was tires getting cut down. <laughs> Not necessarily cut down, but poor choice of words on my part. Tire failures. Yeah, I, I, I think it's more as teams play. You know how we used to see uh, teams getting very aggressive with the front setups and right. right and right fronts blowing out. Right. I think we're now seeing that with the rears because of the independent suspensions. Teams are now able to adjust separately and i think they're getting very aggressive with the rear so and i, I think that's 
I, you know, I, I, this ain't the end of it. I, we're we're no, going to see not. more issues. I really do feel like it's one of those things where if we look at it from that point, NASCAR is probably going back and scratching their heads going, I don't know how we had this many tire failures in the race. And the tires are actually bigger as far no, as rate Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down... The likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Gradients are wider and the sidewalls are thinner that could have a factor in it. I don't know. I'm not an engineer. I'm not a tire specialist. But do, do you, if you're a team in NASCAR right now with the limited parts that these teams have for the cars, for backup cars, a lot of teams only have one backup car for four cars for a team, for a stable like, say, Hendrick, only has one backup car. And the limited parts that you, they have for the cars, if you're a team, are you worried at this point? No. Second race of the year. I, th- I don't think I'm worried. I think Darlington is going to be a big test for these guys coming up in May. Darlington eats up tires more so than any other track on the circuit. And Darlington, I think, is going to show whether these tires can stand up to the 500-mile races. The f- six- Charlotte's going to be a 600-mile race. I, and, and, and NASCAR I, th- only- I think once you get to Bristol, I think you're short track, especially right. Martinsville, where you really roll over on, on these tires. Right, uh, that you're, you're you're flat track like that because these guys really don't use a lot of, or at least not used to. They really didn't use a lot of brake at Bristol. No, they really didn't. Um, they the way they cornered and stuff, they they didn't have to. So we'll, we'll see. At the same time, it, it, you know, Goodyear may be taking different uh, what, what was it, different rubber compounds yeah. to different tracks too. Still, so there's still a lot to learn. Right. You know, we we may see a completely different thing at Vegas next week, and that kind of worries me. Too, because I mean, with the amount of tire failures that we saw, and NASCAR only allocating twelve sets of tires for the race, I think if you're NASCAR and Goodyear, you say instead of twelve, we give you sixteen, seventeen sets of tires, and you can run those during the race because the last thing NASCAR wants at this moment with the brand new car and them having momentum on their back from two great races back-to-back for the Cup Series and going to Las Vegas, which is going to be, I dare say, just as good, if not better, than Fontana, is to have an asterisk next to it and saying tons of tire issues in both Fontana and Las Vegas. I think you want to get ahead of that and give them more tires and take out that factor. I think where NASCAR helped their body issue, they hurt themselves, not necessarily with the independent suspension, uh, but it's a learning curve this year. We we got to find a way to strengthen that to where last year, just a little bit of rubbing would cut a tire down. Now we're to where a little bit of bump 
hurts so much of the toe yep. in the rear end. 100%. It's really a trade-off. It, it is, but I think that's an easier fix on, on fix on the rear end than it is trying to fix a body like it was last year. I, I think it's a lot easier to possibly strengthen those components than it is to fix a body like it was last year. Yeah, and, and fixing the body, as we saw with Kevin Harvick's car, it's did perfectly. They just took the old one off, put the new one on, and it was fixed in less time than what Rondi Childress said to change a seat. So the car works. I feel like they just need to iron out a few more things. This mm-hmm. is really they're they're you're like to your point. They're second race of the season. It isn't like they're yeah. going to start throwing in the towel and re-engineering, going back to the drawing board after the second race of the season when we haven't been to every yeah, time. No, nobody's saying that this this car is a failure. This ain't which, working. Which it is, you know, by no is, means. I not. mean, we we've had two. Good races, very good um, races. You know, Font- Fontana was a, definitely a good race. It wasn't a once you're out front, you know, you just break away and run away type right. race by no Which means. We've seen in the past, um, it was definitely good racing. Yeah, it, it was. was good racing, pretty much all race. And I think we'll pretty much see the same thing at Vegas. Or at least I feel like we will. And you know, we've seen nine different organizations secure a top ten finish at Fontana. And I, and I got the top 10 right here. You got Hendrick Motorsports, Richard Children's Racing, Richard Petty Motorsports, Trackhouse Racing, Pence, Team Penske, Stuart Haas Racing, 2311, Colic Racing, and JGG Doherty Racing. Impressive lineup there, especially yeah. with drivers like Eric Jones, who a year ago, you're going to be a backmarker. You're a C team. Kyle. Yeah, no, no Kurt, doubt. Kurt Busch. Coming out swinging in twenty three eleven right now, finishing eighth. Daniel Hemrick and Colic Racing, which is not a C team by any means. I say they're a B plus team at the cup level, and they've proven it time and time again. They're a great style organization. JGT Jordy Racing and Rick with Ricky Stenhouse, and of course up top you have Hendrick Motorsports, and right behind them Richard Childress Racing. Who who have they been in the past couple of years? No, one. nobody, and, and this un- might be their only race. I mean, who and, knows? And this could be the only race, like you, like we've said, this is their second race of the season. But I, I got to talk to you about this real quick, buddy. And and this is one of those things where I feel like you're going to have your opinion and I'm going to have mine, but it's going to make for great content. So don't worry. At towards the end of the race, we saw Kyle Larson pretty much throw a block on Chase Elliott. <laughs> Now I don't know about you, but there is a YouTube video circling around, uh, circulating around the few YouTube videos where Chase Elliott is just obviously mad at the situation of what happened there. In my mind, Chase Elliott got what he deserved following the Bristol race from last year with him and Kevin Harvick. And I feel like we go back to that episode and say, and me saying he's in NASCAR's golden child, how dare he, how dare someone do that to him? Kyle Larson didn't mean to. And Kyle Larson Spotter even said he was paying more attention to the 22 car vice the nine car in that situation. And I think it was just a racing incident, but him going fuming mad. And I'm sure right at the situation, you are going to be fuming mad at the situation. But I didn't think Kyle Larson did nothing wrong. And Chase Elliott's just being a little baby in this situation. What's your take? I kind of figured you was going to bring this up at some point in time. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, you're, you're, you're pretty much right. I, I don't feel like Larson did it on purpose. Not to a teammate, um, not to anybody. Not, Kyle Larson isn't not, that type of driver. Not by no means. And I read the same thing that his, that his spotter said, you know, talking about it was paying more attention to the 22. And it was the last – it did like a racing thing to me. I seen it when it happened. 
Now, granted, yes, you get mad. You do dumb stuff in the, during the race, too. Been there, done that, and you pay the consequences for it later. At the same time, I see where Chase is mad because he had a run. He had a hell of a run. He really did. He um, had a very yeah, good he run. He would have took the lead. So I, I, I see where he doesn't quite understand why Kyle come up, but I also see why Kyle does, didn't know he was there. And, and um, did, because that is that is a, one of the lines that you run on that track is where you Kyle was holding that guy down, uh, holding the twenty two down, and then he come up to get his corner. It, it's it's a racing incident. Do you think? I mean, Chase Elliott by this point in his career, as long as with every NASCAR driver, every crew member, every fan, every official, and pretty much anybody who follows the sport in NASCAR knows that once they key up that mic somewhere out there, it's being recorded. I think he just sounded like a whiny little baby. I mean, I mean, granted, he was mad, but don't show your rear end like that. Why not just do that under your helmet? I'm sure, Charlie, and I hate to speak for you, but I'm sure I'm right. There have been many times where you didn't key up the mic, but under that helmet, you were fuming mad and cursing like a sailor. And I'm sure yeah, every driver has done that. didn't have to key up the mic. You probably heard me anyway. Right, and I'm sure every driver has been like that. But why key up the mic? Answer this to me as a driver. Is it a... Someone, I've been done wrong in my opinion, and I want to let everybody else know that I have been done wrong and that I want to show my displeasure. Is it more to look for that justification of why he flew off the handle like he did? Now, he didn't do anything wrong after the race. I mean, I'm sure, you know, him and Kyle Larson, that being Chase Elliott, had a talk and they have talks being teammates and all. And he didn't do anything like bump him after the race or use his vehicle as a weapon, nothing like that. But do you think drivers do that because they're looking for that? I, no, I, I'm not the one, only only one on the island here feeling like this, and I, I got that wrong. And no, nah, I know where you're going with that. Um, I, I don't think it's uh, hey, I, I want somebody to feel sorry for me because now I just got taken out of the race type thing. Right. I think it's a hey, if I don't vent, I'm not going to be able to get my head back into this race. Um, and, and somebody has to hear me vent in order for me to hear it it can't just be yeah, to yourself in the whether, car whether somebody is whether i know national freaking television is listening or not i really don't care and i know that sounds weird but you just got things that you got to listen to and it's a heat of a moment thing i i need somebody to hear my side of the story right now so that i can get my head back into this race and, and do what i need to do for the rest of this race because if not yeah. and i keep locking it up and i keep it in and i don't i don't voice my opinion right now you, you're going to keep thinking about it and keep thinking about it and it's just going to eat you up for the rest of the race that's all you're going to think about right regardless so, if it's like five laps to go at that point regardless and right I, I you know if five laps to go 50 laps to go 500 laps to go I, I it just I don't think it matters. You got to get it out because you are you're pissed off. I, I can live with that answer because I've been there where where I if I feel like I've been done wrong, I want to pull someone aside that I trust that I know and and just vent to them and, and at go. That point if, in time, am you're I, talking to your spotter and your spotter is your right. your your trust partner. That is your buddy. And I felt like when I've been in a situation like that, I'm looking for him to say, "Yeah, you deserve to be mad. What are you doing here? Go do something about it." Or you could do the opposite and talk you off the edge of the cliff right there. Either yep. way, you know, you're just looking for somebody to do something. You're not obviously hurt the organization and hurt Kyle Larson, but you're looking for someone to say, yeah, I agree, get your mind in the race. I think that's really what he was going for. 
get your mind back in the race. We'll talk about it after the race. Yep. Okay. So I just want to get your opinion on that because I knew, I know when that happened, you were thinking, man, Matt's going to bring that up during the show. And sure enough, I've been waiting for all week to bring that oh, up yeah, to you. Because I've, I've done a couple of stupid things, I'm not going to lie, that I wish oh, yeah. somebody would probably talk me out of doing. I've right. had one person talk me into doing some stupid stuff that I wish I wouldn't have done. So I, I forgot that, ep- that particular episode. I think it was with me and Caroline doing this show early on in the in our rambling about racing series go check that out I'll, I'll post a link to that in the podcast description and youtube description for that it's going to be a it'll be a good episode to listen to to hear exactly what charlie's talking about there two more things before we get into our las vegas preview right here is kyle larson he's picking right back up where he left off he's run six out of the last 10 races held in the cup series level is kyle larson back on that momentum winning races in do we see a back-to-back I, champion? You got to say he is, man, because, yeah. I mean, he qualified good at Daytona. He didn't necessarily race well at Daytona, but he was running up front there at the end until that last big wreck at Daytona. Yep. He was there at the end when it mattered until that last wreck, like I said. Then he goes out, wins Fontana. I wouldn't be surprised you know, if he wins Las whenever, Vegas. Whenever I seen that they didn't qualify the best at Fontana, I, I kind of figured – once I seen the Fords qualified well, I was like, well, they got the single car speed, but they do they have the race speed? Right. The exact the exact opposite of what the Chevrolets had on the super speedways. We'll see how they do at Vegas. Uh, you know, I, I dare say if the Fords go out there and they qualify well, I dare say it's going to be a Chevrolet win the race. Yep, and I, I think that will lead us into this. Las Vegas coming up this week, and we're going to start off with the schedule for the truck series here, which is going to be Friday, March 4th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. Who do you got winning that race? I'm going to go with a GMS driver. Okay. Who specifically are you going I don't with? Know. Just, a, just a, a GMS team. I don't want to go with anybody specifically last time they raced was at daytona my pick was matt craft and i'm gonna have to stick with those thor motorsports drivers matt crafting gets it done in las vegas for me okay well then fine i'm going with my man if you're gonna stick with matt craftman i'll go with my, my same guy i went with at uh daytona with infinger Okay, Grand Infinger for you matt crafting for me xfinity series running las vegas saturday march 5th at 4.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. Who do you got for that race? Gregson. I feel like he had the best car uh, this weekend. Just wasn't able to capitalize on it. But he'll get it done this weekend. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go with another junior motorsports driver, and that's going to be Barry. Josh Berry. Gosh darn it, yep. man. Did you read my notes here? <laughs> you read my notes. I swear you did. Josh Berry, yeah, he's my pick. He ran very well here in, there at Fontana. In fact, we cited that the, earlier in the episode – all junior motorsports drivers ran very well at Fontana. Very, very well. And I think they're going to be up there in contention to win if they don't beat themselves. And we've seen junior motorsports drivers beat themselves in the past. So Josh Berry is going to be my pick. And then for the cup race, Sunday, March 6th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Fox. Who's your pick to win that race? After watching this past weekend, man, it's it's hard to pick. A lot of underdogs running very well. Like Eric Jones ran very well. Very well. 43 yep. car. I still, you know, they just didn't have it at the end there. Of course, they did get caught up in a little bit of accident, I, th- I believe. Let's go with a six car. Okay. Because RFK pulls one out. I, uh, I, I like that pick. Brad Keselowski, I feel like, is always a threat if he doesn't wreck himself or the field as yeah. far as what he's been doing and trending here in the past few weeks. 
But I'm going to have to go down with the local hometown kid. Kurt Busch gets his first win for 23-11. That's a bold pick, but yeah. But I like Kurt Busch. He's a veteran. Well over 20 years in the sport, him and Kevin Harvick are the two only ones that have been racing in the sport consistently since 2001. You know, fun fact on this. Yeah, what's up? So, Kurt Busch is the only active driver that still raced with Dale Earnhardt Sr. Yep, he is. That's in the field right now. Yeah, and he's the only driver who raced, I feel like, against Dale Earnhardt Sr. in the field. Because I don't think anybody else has. Yeah. No, yeah, he's the only active driver. That's why I said that. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, very well, Charlie. You called me out there, kind of, but it's okay. Yeah, Kurt, 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 hometown boy Kurt Busch gets it done at Las Vegas this Sunday for the Cup Series race. But it should be an interesting race if Daytona and Fontana pre- showed anything that I think we NASCAR developed a good car. A few tweaks that work out, but I think it's going to be a good race this weekend at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Real quick, before we get into our final thoughts, race of the weekend for you. I think it was the Xfinity. The green-white checkers at the end. Yep. A lot of drama there at the end. Um, I sure thought Anthony Alfredo would, with the tires possibly was going to pull an upset. But I think all the extra cautions cost him because it kind of leveled out the tire field. Okay. I, I'm going to have to say it's not the Xfinity Series only because – a Cup Series driver won the Xfinity Series. Cup Series yeah. got it for me this weekend. But we almost forgot one more thing before we head into our final thoughts. IndyCar started up this weekend. And, no, I didn't watch the race because I realized it was in, on at the last minute before NASCAR. And I had stuff to, other stuff to do. Scott McLaughlin winning the St. Petersburg Grand Prix there for the opening race in the IndyCar Series. Alex Palou finishing second. Will Power third. Colton Herta fourth. And Roman Groshan rounding out the top ten in his second season there in the IndyCar series. Honorable mention, Connor Daly not having the best of run, finishing 21st, and our buddy from the NASCAR series, our seven-time championship in the Cup Series, Jimmy Johnson, finishing 23rd, one lap down. Maybe he'll do better on the circle tracks. We'll just have to wait and see. I'm hoping he will. But that's all we have, Charlie. Do you have anything else before we get into our final thoughts? No, we're going to update fantasy standings and final thoughts. Yep, I got our fantasy standings right here. Going to give you the latest and greatest on those in our final thoughts and your This Week in NASCAR and Question of the Week to wrap up the show. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of Burns Radio, which we here at Ramblin' About Racing are a proud affiliate with. Fanatics, you can find all your latest and greatest NASCAR gears to get you ready for this coming up season, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecast, and so much more. But you don't only have to stop in there and buy NASCAR gear. I get all my latest and greatest Washington Capitals gear from there. Yeah, and not only do you get hockey gear and stuff like that, I go in there, that's where I get all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear. Yeah, that's right. Roll Tide, man. It's a one-stop shop for all your sports gear needs, no matter what sports you're interested in. All purchases help out. Burns Radio bring you latest and greatest content and keep us on the air to bring you guys that content through the radio. If you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under our Partners tab, there you will find the link to Fanatics. Take you right there. Go do your shopping there for this upcoming racing season or for whatever sports you want. Go check them out. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go. One lap right here. All right, getting ready to wrap up this episode of Rambling About Racing. Again, thank you for everybody who has joined us this week. We really do appreciate it, whether you're on YouTube now or your regular podcast platform or now on Burns Radio. 
we enjoy doing this show. We enjoy talking racing. Hence the reason why I started the podcast and devoted a lot of time and money into this. Really do appreciate it. And now for our fantasy lineup, we go to Charlie Herkes, who has the latest and greatest rambling about racing fantasy lineup after Fontana and Charlie. What do we got here? All right. So after the Daytona 500. Well, after the Daytona 500. And Fontana. There we go. <laughs> okay. Can you, can you let me finish? I, I, I apologize. Oh, so rude. I, I'm, no, used, I'm, used, I'm used to reading off fantasy. So we got unhinged and second bank tied for 13th because they have undoubtedly decided they're not going to participate this year. Yeah, I don't um, think they are. We got Super Sumo 32 at 257 at 12th. S Blades at 11th with 289. Smoking Woody 296, 10th. B None 3, 300 points at 9th position. SMR R&D with 301 points at 8th. And then we have you at 7th place with 303 points. SMR Operations at 311 points at 6th place. Matt Camper is 5th place with 315 points. 43andMe is 4th place with 318 points. Z Cleave 7, 3rd place with 332 points. Summers Racing is second with 348 points. And yours truly, Chuck8384, is first place with 365 points. I, I wondered when you started reading from last to first why you did that, and now I know there, there why. Was a, there was a purpose. There, 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 was, there was a method to my There's a very selfish purpose, I feel, <laughs> but whatever, man. You know, this may, be the only, this may be the only points thing that I'm first in any time this year. It's true. Well, let's hope not because, you know, you have a good— You didn't have just, to agree with that, you jerk. Okay, it's not going to be. Yeah, you can't edit that part oh. out. <laughs> You're one hundred percent right. So for what your jerk. Okay, before we get into uh, this week, no wonder Caroline don't really like you. She likes me just fine, and we're doing just fine. You just keep Caroline out of this. There's no need to bring her into this. You're lucky you're one of our best friends, or else that would have been a horrible move you could have pulled right there. Before we get oh, into our this week in NASCAR question of the week this week, do you feel like Charlie and everybody else listening out there? that NASCAR will eventually go to an e-racing series as far as electronic racing, kind of like the Formula E series, is the counterpart to Formula One with the internal combustion engine. Do you feel like NASCAR will one day have a hybrid racing series? I think I've been hearing whispers of it. Is it along with what they have now or just a... I want to say just an e-racing series let's just say so no of, combustion engines so no hybrid just an e-racing series so cancel what they're doing currently not cancel strictly not can, to no 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 an e-racing series like a you have your cup series your xfinity your truck arca and then your nascar e-series oh okay so keep what they have yeah, keep what but, they have but do you oh, see okay. an e-series coming up here not online racing series but do you see electronic race car kind of like the formula e series in nascar for stock cars one day and for this week in nascar march 2nd 1958 four days after the race lee petty's declared the winner of the 100 mile nascar grand national at concord speedway despite protests from curtis turner and speedy thomas the apparent top two finishers gotta love protests Scorecard data indicates that Petty finishes the 200-lap race first, although Turner started on the pole and led the entire distance. Interesting. 
Don't make a lot of sense there. It doesn't make a lot of sense there. Let me read that last part again. Scorecard data indicated that Petty finishes the 200-lap race first, although Turner started on their pole and led the entire race. This is the reason why I really don't think Richard Petty won all them races and why he probably really doesn't have seven Winston Cup championships. Say this that. is why I think Dale Hart Sr. is a better driver than Richard Petty ever was. No, no, no. First of all, we're way too late in the show to be talking about who is the better driver, Richard Petty or Dale Earnhardt. Save that for I, next week. We don't have to. Everybody knows the real answer. No, Dale Earnhardt was not the better driver. <laughs> but you're dead freaking wrong. No, that Dale Earnhardt was... No, if we start comparing apples to oranges here, then... Okay. You wanna... I'm an apple, and... Everybody likes apples way more than oranges. Well, then I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Jimmy Johnson, another seven-time champion of the of the NASCAR Cup Series, is better than Dale Earnhardt only because he has more wins and more Daytona 500s and more Brickyards and more Coke 600s. Oh, so we're comparing the prestigious races as opposed to overall wins throughout the season. Well, then at that point, I think Jimmy Johnson has it as well. No, in fact, maybe Jeff Gordon has it over Dale Earnhardt. Jeff Gordon doesn't have seven seven championships. He only has four. No, he only has four. Like I said, Charlie, this is way too late in the show to be talking about this. Why can't you bring this up earlier in the show? I think that's a good segue for next week. In fact, that's probably a better question of the week than the E-Series. We're going to go back to the E-Series question here. In- no, you don't, you don't okay. start that one. We'll, we'll, okay. we'll go into next week with that one. All right. We'll go into next week with that Plus, one. Plus, Richard Petty raced back when there was like... Four, three or four races a freaking week. Yes, that's true too. But that's that's I know again, it is. That's why I said that you're pulling strings right there. But anyway, that's no, our I, question of the week. No, I'm no. not pulling strings. Just, yeah. The strings are there. They're, yeah. they're 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 there to pull. All right, I, all right. Fair enough, Charlie. Hey, that was our question of the week. Make sure to let us know what you think using hashtag what do you think ITM. And Charlie, do you have anything else before we wrap it up here? Nope. All right, buddy. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap up today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning into this week here at Rambling About Racing. Make sure to follow Rambling About Racing on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. All those can be found at the bottom of the screen if you're watching YouTube and in our podcast description attached to the podcast. Or you can just head over to ramblingaboutracing.com and follow the links to all of the social media there. I'd like to thank our partners for the show, Stand Up to Cancer and Fanatics, for all they do, for not only for us here at the show, but for what they do for Burns Radio as well. For myself, Matt Beamer, Beamer 22 on Twitter, Charlie, Chuck8384 on Twitter, and Preston, P underscore Luda on Twitter. Stay safe, and we'll see you after Las Vegas. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. 
Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.